Welcome back. It's Tom Bell here. Super excited to have you here for another episode. And on today's show, I have Goff, a filmmaker and company director of Beer Nuts Productions. Uh, welcome to the show, Goff. Thanks so much for having me on, Tom. Really appreciate it. Now, you are high energy and you are quite a remarkable man. I um, have had a little bit of a chance to sort of dig into your into, into your history, not, not, to the, not to the full extent to, to see everything, but enough to know that it is quite remarkable what you've been able to achieve uh, in life. And so, uh, but for people who haven't yet come across you on your journey, would you be able to tell us a little, little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So yeah, like you say, my name's Goff and uh, I run a company called Beer Nuts Productions, which is Australia's only independent streaming service. And I'm also the first legally blind person to write, produce, edit, direct, and star in a feature film, Unassisted. So I did that back in 2010. And since 2010, I've gone on to release through Beer Nuts Productions. I've gone on to release uh, 25 films uh, along with uh, 15 audio downloads, which are like uh, little 20-minute comedy sketches, uh, and five books. And also, I also have a weekly podcast as well, the Beer Nuts Productions podcast. So, yeah, so everything obviously goes through the Beer Nuts Productions website. And so, yeah, that's essentially who I am and uh, what I do. I make movies, and most of which are comedy-based, so I try to make people laugh and have a good time. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, essentially what I do. Mm. And it's very intriguing, hey, like that that uh, that list of, of achievements is brilliant, really, by anyone's standards and, uh, you know... <laughs> How long have you always been this motivated? Like, I, 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 my understanding was that you lost your sight maybe when you were around about 12 years old. Is that no, a, no, is 12 that, weeks? 12 yeah. weeks old, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, uh, so I, 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 no, no, that's all good, man. Yeah, so I was uh, you just misheard, but uh, I was uh, uh, it was basically it's kind of controversial uh, recently because uh, it was uh, immunization, so I had a bad reaction to the whooping cough immunization, mm. which is what you have when you're about 12 weeks old. And so I had a hemorrhagic stroke, which is like a brain hemorrhage come stroke sort of a situation. So it's actually a brain injury that I have. The eyes are actually fine. It's just the message doesn't go from the eyes to the brain. There's a bit of a, a blockage there with the like scar tissue on the brain. So, um, so yeah, so that's how I lost my sight. When, so I've never had proper vision. So, I mean, it's never been something that has worried or concerned me because uh, basically I don't know what, I'm missing out on so you can't miss what you've never had so mm. yeah so uh it's not been something that's ever been a concern and I, I had some really great uh school teachers back in primary school not so much high school but in primary school i had some really wonderful teachers who pretty much were of the opinion which is the correct opinion that if you have a disability it makes absolutely no difference at all you can go out there and do what you want to do and achieve what you want to achieve you may have to do things differently or or you may need a little bit of help or whatever it might be but there's absolutely no reason why you can't do what it is that you want to do and so I was very lucky that that was sort of drummed into me at a very young age so that's uh, that's helped tremendously well very inspiring and I, I suppose that's that's a thing like you must hear because even in my mind right like I don't know if you hear it a lot but 
like me trying to imagine getting through life without being able to see uh like i my house would fall like a house of cards like i and i'm sure that there'd be enough um desire and will and whatever else to get to a point where i can can cope and live and and do everything but geez that would be quite an adjustment so i see where you're coming from like if you just start that way then that's how you learn to do it but do, do you get a lot of that sort of feedback of people you know really being in awe of the fact that would they be able to do it themselves and just amazed at how you are able to? Well, you got, you got, you really have no choice. I mean, so back when, before I started Beer Nuts Productions, uh, like I, I was writing scripts and all that sort of stuff and trying to do things the traditional way uh, by getting, you know, uh, producers on board or production companies or networks or distributors on board. And when they found out I couldn't see, they didn't want to know. So it became very clear to me that I was had a very clear choice I could either sit at home and do nothing for the rest of my life, or I could uh, pursue my my passion and, and what I want to achieve in life. So, yeah, so that that's that's what I chose. I mean, I I, I honestly do believe that everybody is born with a skill set. So, I mean, take what I do out of the equation. I think, like for example, some people you can just uh, put ingredients in front of them, and they'll just know that that goes with that and that flavor will work with that flavor and they'll just instinctively know that's how you make a great meal i mean you can refine a skill you know like mechanics are the same they pop the hood of a of a car and they just know if you plug that into there like they instinctively kind of know everyone has a skill and a talent and so once you find out what that is it's your responsibility then to pursue that to the best of your ability and to make it as good as you can make it and, and to hone your craft and do it the best you can you know because everybody should be a constructive member of society and so that's how they need to find out what they do best so they can be a constructive member of society and so for me i realized at a young age that being creative and telling stories and all that sort of stuff uh, that was my my skill and so then i had to figure out well how am i going to do this if people aren't going to let me do it a traditional way of you know making films and stuff then how can i pivot and and do it a different way so i can still achieve and be a be a contributing member of society oh i love that because this is an interesting thing right like a lot of people may stumble across something that they love but then they hit a roadblock hit a roadblock or two maybe it doesn't seem quite so easy uh and then instead of trying to find a way they go and live a different life and and ultimately that's probably the person that I would have as the avatar, as my audience member here is, you know, a person that, you know, maybe they're living a life that they enjoy a lot of, but I would really want someone to really love the life that they live. And so to stumble across what you actually love and know to keep pushing on that and, and push it continuously to where you are now and looks like there's no stopping you from here on in, um, then that shows a level of wisdom to, to, to know to stick to what matters. Well, like I say, I mean, <laughs> I'm not much good at anything else, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not mechanically minded. I'm not technically minded. I mean, I've got a guy that does my website for me because that that would just crash and burn in a matter of seconds if I was left in charge. So I know that uh, you know, I, I realize that my skill is a creative one, and so that that's what I'm going to pursue. I mean, I, I think everybody kind of knows what they're good at. It's just a matter of well, I'll give you an example. There's a, a lady who attends my gym because uh, I really enjoy my exercise. And uh, 
she goes to the gym and she's a cleaner by trade, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with being a janitor. That's that's absolutely fine. But I was having a chat to her and she keeps complaining that she wished she'd done like an interior design course and she really likes doing interior decorating and she's got a friend who's just built a house and she likes going in there and helping her out with the, you know, putting the pictures on the walls and picking the the couches and the colour of the, the curtains and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, well, well, you can still do a course to refine that. I mean, she's 50, but I mean, it really doesn't matter. Like you can still do a course and refine that skill and start your own business and get it out there. I mean, there's absolutely, the only person stopping her is herself because of, I, I suppose, what you said earlier, self-doubt or whatever it might be. So, you know, I, I just don't, I guess I don't really understand that kind of mindset because it's not really what I think. But, uh, but yeah, I just don't, I guess it's uh, some people just uh, are a bit scared to take that uh, that first step, that bit of a, a leap into the unknown, I guess. Mm, yeah, I agree. And even at 50, if it took her a year to get, uh, you know, reskilled, then that potentially means that, you know, you don't have to retire at 65. If you absolutely no. love decorating houses, you can be 85 and still decorating houses. So 100% man. No, I, I agree entirely. I mean, I've got no plan. I mean, I'm only a young bloke. I'm, I just turned 40 the other day, but I've got absolutely no plans to to retire or stop doing what I'm doing. I hope I'm doing this until the day I drop. I mean, you look at Clint Eastwood. I mean, the man's 110 and he still can direct an amazing film. You know what I mean? Like one of the best directors in the world. Martin Scorsese, he's another guy, you know? He's well into his 80s and he doesn't... Uh, I mean, he, he makes some incredible films even today. So, and I'm sure, you know, they, they might not be as sprightly and whatnot. They might have a few uh, extra staff, but they get it done and they get it done better than anybody else. So there's absolutely no barrier at all. I like it. And so from your perspective, what's your definition of success? Uh, well, I guess what we've just been talking about, I, I suppose, is uh, doing what you what you enjoy doing. I mean, it's, it's kind of a really simple and, and boring answer, but it, it really is. I mean, so I, I've got a, in the documentary that I made back in 2010, it's like the only serious film I did. Uh, it's a documentary on disability and mental health. And so I interviewed a psychologist and this particular clip didn't make it onto the, uh, onto the film, but she said, I was having a chat to her and she said that uh, if she has a client that comes into her office and they're depressed or, you know, and, and so they're drinking too much or they're, they're hitting their wife or whatever it might be. She says, well, what's making you so angry? And if they say it's my job, she says, well, quit your job. Stop doing that because it's not helpful to you because you're acting in really negative and horrible ways. So don't do that. Quit your job and do something you enjoy. I mean, and so uh, and, and it's it's really again, it's it's really kind of straightforward, basic sort of stuff. But it is the truth. I mean, success is doing what you enjoy and living a happy and productive life and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I, that's what I, that's what I reckon. I mean, again, it's, it's kind of a lame kind of answer, but it, it, it really is kind of the truth, I suppose. Mm, well, I mean, what you're achieving, there would be people that, you know, may not achieve that in their lives and they have sight, um, you know, to, to make movies. Like I was watching a, a clip of you, you know directing and then the i think it might have been a channel seven thing or something like that and it was like you know where the, even the actor was like you're, you're listening to the tone of voices and, and you were saying about how you know people don't go and achieve this stuff because they would be blocked by limitations and that yet there you are in an environment that 
like, I mean, it works and you show it works, but if you'd have asked me before, and maybe like there's other people that had said, you know, can't, you know, they weren't going with you, you know, you might think it would be a really challenging thing and maybe like a, a hill too tall or too steep to climb. And that yet there you are standing at the top with multiple flags from where you've gone, you know, bottom to top, bottom to top multiple times. So certainly seems like you've got the can do attitude, um, which I think that's a, an ingredient for success for anyone anywhere believing that you can actually do it is going to be the start to you actually at least maybe achieving it and then if you fail along the way well as long as you don't quit then eventually that same can do attitude is going to get you to the top of the mountain well absolutely and look you know i'm not there's been many mistakes i've made over the years there's no doubt about that but i suppose as long as you learn from them and you don't do it again then that's totally fine and look i started off very very small i mean the reason why i started with the documentary was i mean so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so no one's going to give me the finances to make the films I want to make. So what can I do? Well, I want to make a movie. So what sort of movie can I make? So I can't make a big Hollywood blockbuster action film because I don't have millions of dollars. So I've only got a few thousand dollars. So what am I going to do? Well, the, the obvious choice is a documentary because a documentary is talking heads. There's just, it's, really easy to do. I can edit that because when I first finished high school, uh, my first job was in radio as an audio engineer. So I was editing radio commercials and promos and stuff. So I thought, well, you can easily edit a documentary because again, it's just talking heads. So you just edit it like you're editing a 90 minute radio play. Basically, you bought some basic equipment and, you know, I mean, yeah, it's not shot. I mean, the the uh, the framing isn't fantastic and the lighting's probably not fantastic, but that's fine. I mean, the content is what matters. So, you know, and every, I mean, everybody made it onto screen, so that, that's important, but, mm. you know, so that's totally fine. But, you know, it was just a matter of thinking about, well, how am I going to do this, you know? And then once that's made, so I make the documentary, I'm like, okay, so how am I going to get people to watch it? Because that's the next big thing. And then... I had the idea that why not if I put it onto the, cause I had a beer nuts productions website, which was just a general like homepage. Hey, everybody, this is beer nuts productions while I was trying to, you know, just a general business homepage, sort of a website. And I was like, well, why don't I put it on there? And that way it doesn't matter where people are in the world. Cause this is back in 2010 where streaming wasn't really a thing back then, but I realized, I think channel 10 had just started up, uh, their online service because back then uh, I I watched Neighbours and so I used to I used to watch the Neighbours off their website and so that's where I thought well Neighbours I watched that on the computer so if I can watch that then I'll put mine on the on the Beer Nuts website and then uh, anybody from all over the world can watch it so <clears throat> that's sort of it's just about thinking through these things so that was the first one and then when that had a bit of traction and success and some money started coming in then i could make the next one the next one the next one and all that sort of stuff so that's kind of how it all kind of started so it's just about i suppose sitting down and sort of thinking about how am i going to make this work you know and then once you do the first over the first hurdle okay well how do i do the next thing so and I, like i say man i made lots of mistakes you know when i was making the the slightly bigger films then you know with pre-production because I never went to university or anything like that. I didn't study any of this stuff. I just sort of did what I thought was the right thing to do. 
and sometimes I got it wrong and I learned from that. And so the next time I didn't do that and I did something else. So, you know, it's just about trial and error and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it's basically, I'm not sure if that answers your question. So no, well, that's, that's great. Great. It's basically how, how it all went down. So, yeah. Well, even though you may not have sight, it certainly hasn't stopped you from being a visionary, which is cool. <laughs> I like that. I should put that on a T-shirt, I reckon. Mm, so, yes. Mm. <laughs> and, and so, like, you've talked about a few of the things already, um, you know, and a lot of things are jumping out at me, but are there any other ingredients that you think have made up your success? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really think about that kind of stuff so much. I just sort of get on with it and do what I want to do. I mean, I don't really, uh, you know, yeah, I, I just, yeah, that's, it's, it's kind of a bad answer. I'm, I, I'm sorry, but I, I just sort of, I just get on with it and I just do what I, what I want to do. And, you know, like at the end of, like I said, that if a financial planner was to come in, they would probably be mortified at my business structure and a traditional filmmaker would be like horrified at how I go about doing things. But look, it works for me. I found a way that it works for me. So, mm, you know, I, I guess that would be, that, that would be, I guess, the main ingredient is do what works for you, I guess. Just, uh, you know, figure out how you can achieve what you want to achieve and the best way to go about doing it. And that's, and then just get on with it. I mean, there's no, there's, the thing that annoys me the most is when you see people and they, they, they talk a big game, but they just don't do anything. You know, it's like, well, you know, buddy, you say you're going to do all this stuff. Well, go on then, off your pop, get on with it. Like, mm. why are you talking about it, man? Just get on with it, you know? So, yeah, I, I guess uh, I, I just I just do that, man. I just get on with it. I just do it. So, yeah. It, just... it sounds like focus, like laser-like focus. When you have an idea as to the thing that you want to go for, you aim at that thing at the exclusion of all the other things that you could be doing. I mean, you love films. You love all these things. You could just be sitting and listening to films or watching those things. But instead, you're cobbling together, you know, your business model and, and, and making it work for yourself. I mean, I remember um, seeing the, the, I think it was a world champion um, bowling, 10 pin bowling bowler. And he threw the ball like a football, like a, like a rugby league player would throw a ball. And it was just strike after strike after strike. And that, you know, even watching that, it busted my mind space to think like, you know, you have to bowl the ball the normal way where it's like up and down and back and forth, you know, and here's this guy. No, you don't. So it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, how you get to the end result. If you do it morally and, and with, with good character, it, it you know, there's that, um, there's a, a, a drawing, a, a meme, and, and I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but it, it's like, there's like a, a line from A to B and it's just a straight line and what people think success is going to be like. And then there's this absolutely curly line, curly all around everywhere from a and then to be like this scrib, big scribble and that's what success actually is like um, but no, again I, you, you I, just gotta I, not I, quit yeah i i agree because i mean there's lots of times and i'm sure you're the same and everybody is the same you think to yourself okay well this is what i'm gonna do i'll do this and this and this and this and this and then that will happen and it never ever ever works out that way even like you know going out for the weekend or whatever you know oh, i'm gonna drive here and then I'm going to stop there overnight. And then I'm going to meet up with these mates for dinner. And then I'm going to do that and do that. But there's so many variables that it never, ever works out that way. And there's no, that's exactly the same with business and everything else. I mean, the best laid plans always get destroyed by somebody. So you just got to uh, adapt and then uh, move and, and do something else and uh, work away around that and all that sort of stuff. So the, you, you're quite right, man. I mean, there's never ever a straight line and the much 
as much because I'm a very organized human being and anally organized. So like I organize everything down to the 10th degree. And even then, I mean, things will go, well, the last film shoot I did uh, the day before filming, I had three actors go down with COVID. So I'm like, oh shit, mm. what am I going to do? So I had to replace them because I can't delay because I don't have the kind of money where I can just come back another day. So I had to get on the phone. I had to find three new actors. I had to rehearse them real quick. I had to figure out how I was going to do all that. And then uh, they came in and they did it. They did a great job. So, you know, like, I mean, you just, you just got to, uh, there's never the straight line. Like you say, man, it never, ever is. Mm, well, it sounds like you have, you know, great patience in, in the midst of chaos. You're still sure about what it is that you want to achieve and that you again got that can-do attitude to be solutions focused to make sure that you keep finding solutions and even if it's i feel like it's like a you know the the tap has burst and you might not necessarily have all of the right tools but you're not just going to sit down in the kitchen and allow your house to turn into a swimming pool you try duct tape if that doesn't work you try something else and then eventually even if it's just enough to uh, a temporary solution that still gets you forward before the plumber arrives um it it does sound like that's that's an, another uh, you know talent that you certainly have in spades. So um, it's absolutely um, wonderful hearing um, all of the different things that you uh, have achieved, and, and interesting to um, you know from my perspective, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be cool to know. Like you must have hard times, you know. Like you seem just to have like um, positivity, you know, coming out from from all sides. Um, but during harder times, you know, is there something that you're sort of saying to yourself or thinking or doing? Uh, to sort of help get yourself back on track and, and keep yourself moving? Oh, absolutely, 100%. So there's a couple of things I do. Um, if I'm feeling a bit uh, shitty with the world, uh, I will either, I will watch my last film because that will remind me that, oh, I am actually good at what I do. So that, that sort of gives me a bit of a, a kick up the backside to, to watch the last film I did. Um, or I'll read the script for the next thing I'm going to do. Because again, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's really funny. That's why I need to keep going because that's actually really funny and people are going to like this. So I need to keep going. And the third thing I do is I'm mad for memorabilia. I just, I love memorabilia. So, because uh, I love my sports. So I love my sports memorabilia and music and all that sort of stuff. But I always keep stuff from my film shoots. So I take some photos. Uh, I've got like the posters from the, the films and also props. I like to keep as many props as I can. And so... I've got like a room that's full of all that stuff. So again, if I'm feeling a, a bit crappy, I'll go into that room and I'll look at the wall and go, oh, okay, yeah, I achieved that. And I worked with that person and I did that. Oh, and that's a, a prop from that film, which was really cool. And oh, I remember when I did that, that was really awesome. So, you know, so it sort of reminds you that, you know, you've achieved things and you've done things and you've, 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 you've done good stuff, you know? So they're the three things that I, I do do. And that happens, you know, you know, from time to time uh, you, you got to, cause I mean, not everything runs smoothly and sometimes you can get really down. And so when that happens, you gotta, you gotta have strategies. So yeah, just uh, reminding myself of what I've done and what I've achieved and uh, all of that and, and the goals I want in the future, that they're the things that I need to do. So they're, they're the three things I'll do whenever I'm not feeling so fantastic. Mm, I really like that. It's it's interesting too that it's uh, it sounds like it's all by yourself. Like you're not waiting for somebody else to come and dust you off and pick you up. You're able to then recognize that you're in that situation where you need a, a rev up, and and being able to take 
the wins from the past, um, but then also the, the, having the clarity of purpose. It sounds like you know what your purpose is, you know, and so that's like a compass for you that you, all you have to do is to be able to reorient, reorientate yourself to the point where it's like, oh, hang on, no, I am on the right track. I've been on the right track. And of course, there's going to be obstacles along the way. Um, time to get back in, in, the, in the vehicle and keep cruising. Absolutely. And mate, people don't play nice. I mean, it would be lovely if everybody played nice and would just get along, but that's just not how life works, unfortunately. So, you know, you're going to have people jump in the way and act like morons and you just need to uh, find a way to get past them. And so, yeah, then you just can't let them affect you. You can't let them uh, disrupt your focus and all that sort of stuff. You got to, and, and look, I, I'm a single man, so I don't have, you know, a partner or anything of that nature. So I don't, uh, I don't really have uh, that kind of a support network around me where, you know, someone is going to pick me up. So I need to do that myself. And, and I think that people should do that anyway. I mean, if you're going to wait for someone else to do that, you might be waiting forever. So you, you may as well, you've you got to do that kind of stuff yourself. You've got to be a big boy and put on your big boy pants and, uh, and get, uh, get on with it, you know? So that's just that's just how life is, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. It's like um, dodgem cars, I feel like, but except it's not just in a little arena. You know, you're you're cruising along, and then all of a sudden, bam! You just get belted from somewhere, um, and you you just you need to know that it's like it's okay. There's going to be bumps. There's going going to be hits from different angles. You know, it might even be someone that you know or like that that's rammed into your car, and the, you know, like maybe it's part of the fun. Maybe they weren't weren't even meaning to do it, but it's it's really a about just continuing on continuing on your path with enough faith in what it is that you're doing to know that it is worthwhile continuing to do it and if it's if you don't believe in what you're doing then don't do that anymore like if you ended up being like the blind mechanic but you hated you know you don't have the mechanical mind well it's it maybe like you will like the friend that doesn't want to be the cleaner like stop cleaning go and go and do the interior design thing it's if if you love what you're doing enough that should allow you to believe in it enough to, to keep doing it forever. No, ab absolutely, man. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I like your dodging car analogy too. That was uh, that was very nice work. And it's the truth, man. Mm. It's the absolute truth. You'd be walking down the street, minding your own business and all of a sudden your phone rings and what the hell, you know? And I mean, that's why I say, you know, the, what they said, the old expression, isn't it? What is it? The best laid plans. It uh, mm. goes to waste. So, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, you just uh, you just got to work around it best you can. You got no choice, man. You just that's uh, all you got to do. And like I say, everyone's going to feel down from time to time and get a bit uh, annoyed at the world and at people in it. That's just I mean that's just life. That's the basic human emotion. That's just going to happen. But it's uh, it's like you said earlier. It's just having coping strategies for when that happens. So yeah, yeah. For me, I've got mine, and it will be different for other people. I just think it's important to remind yourself of what you've achieved and what you've done, and to understand what your goal is going forward as well it's really important to understand those things and that way you're able to sort of move forward a lot quicker so you're not uh, dwelling on the uh, the idiots so to speak mm -hmm. yeah well that's a thing too the dwelling part because it is yeah, I mean, look, I've done it in the past. Like you can see it's easy to just get stuck in like blame or anger or resentment or bitterness and not be able to shake it. And what, if you're, if you're stuck there, you, you could be stuck there for an hour, a day, you, you like, okay, well, that's all right. But you don't want that to turn into a lifetime of, of, you know, because of this event, because life is long. Like if you're, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, there's still, if you're lucky, a lot of years left. And even if there's not, 
there still could be a lot of minutes left that you might as well get out and, and enjoy things. Well, my, my, my psychologist mate has a, an analogy that you'll probably actually really enjoy. And that's the, uh, the race car because your brain can get on a loop of a race car. So you've just mm. got to get on the exit ramp and get off the racetrack. Mm. You know, that's, uh, just find the exit ramp. That's all you need to do. So, uh, yeah, stop your brain going in that loop and that uh, negative loop on the exit and just get on that exit ramp and drive off. That's all you need to do. And, drive and, off into and go the and find go and find Purpose Stadium and, and do a few laps around that one. Happiness Stadium, Joy Stadium, <laughs> like your room, like the room with all of the bits and pieces. Like sometimes people maybe just need to do that. Go and go and bask in what what greatness you have achieved and, and you know, the things that you're looking forward to now, you know, out of that. But so I, so I do really like, um, you know, chatting with you. This is, this is absolutely a lot of fun. Um, you know, you recently re- released a project. Did you want to talk a little bit about what, what your recent film was? Was it a recent yeah. film? Absolutely. So the uh, the most recent film we did, which, like I said earlier, was our 25th, uh, is called The Education System. And it's a mockumentary making fun of the education system because, I mean, well, let's be honest, it's uh, something that's pretty easy to make fun of. So it's a uh, half an hour long mockumentary. Uh, obviously, it's uh, comedy based. Uh, and so basically, uh, I there's a whole bunch of little sketches that show how the education system may or may not be appropriate for kids of today and then there's some interviews with uh, a fake politician so we've got a, a, a education minister a union leader some parents of some school-age kids and also an employer to get their perspectives on uh, on the education system so yeah it's a fun half an hour little mockumentary making fun I, I like the mockumentary film style I've done a few of them the uh, the film before that was a guide to a perfect wedding making fun out of weddings so I like the uh, I like the mockumentary style, but uh, like all the films on Beer Nuts, they're, they're all a little bit different, so they're not all the same sort of thing. But um, yeah, I've I've done a few of those uh, fun mockumentaries of recent times, and they've uh, they've worked quite well actually. People people seem to really get a good laugh out of them. So yeah, but the education system is the the latest one that uh, is available, and all the stuff that we do is downloadable straight off the Beer Nuts Productions website. So like I say. We're Australia's only independent streaming service. So people just go there and they can click through the different projects, see what they want to watch, uh, and they just download it straight away. We're not a subscription kind of thing because I hate subscriptions. They annoy me. So uh, the <laughs> IT man, when we were building the site, he's like, oh, okay, well, we'll need logins and passwords. I'm like, nah, man, I don't know. That If it annoys me, I'm sure it annoys other people too. So all you need to do is just actually go to the website and you can choose what you want and you just download that and you can watch it. So, uh, yeah, it makes life a lot easier, I think, for everybody because I can't stand passwords and logins and subscriptions. They just annoy me beyond belief. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Um, <laughs> so is there a moment in time, if you go back in your mind, uh, you know, it might have been that first documentary or, or completion of it, or, you know, you did mention the primary school teachers, but is there a moment um, in your life that you can remember as being a particular breakthrough moment where you knew that you would be able to sort of go on and achieve success? Well, uh, not so much achieve success, but I suppose after, because I spent a good four years trying to do the film thing the correct way, which was sending scripts out and getting them produced and doing all that sort of stuff. And after about four years of people saying, oh yeah, that's really great. And then meeting me and going, oh yeah, we don't want a blind guy doing this. So after about four years of that, it, it occurred to me that it was just never going to happen like that. So 
I needed to come up with a new plan, which is when I sort of got Beer Nuts Productions, uh, turned that into its own production and distribution company. So uh, I, I guess there was a, I don't know if you'd call it a light bulb moment or, or an epiphany or whatever it might be, but I, I just realized that, look, this isn't going to, this isn't going to happen the way that it does for everybody else. So I'm just going to have to figure this out and do it a different way. So that was kind of the, uh, the, the big moment, I guess, where I, I thought it was, well, you know, I had my choice. Like I said earlier, I had my choice. I could either sit on the couch and do nothing for the rest of my life or pursue the career choice that I want to pursue. So it's really a, a no-brainer when you word it like that. So mm, that's that's mm. sort of what I did. So I, I guess that would be uh, that would be the moment, I suppose. I just love hearing all of these moments where, like, you, you I, in my head, I can just see somebody else going four years, even if they made it to four years in length, getting to a point where, like, nah, this isn't for me. It's clearly not for me. Universe is telling me it's not for me. The world's telling me it's not for me. And giving up. And you're like, nah, I'm just gonna just take a sidestep here. I'm trying to climb this wall. How about I walk around the wall? My, my kids have this song that they sing sometimes. And it's like, if you can't go under it, you gotta go through it. Some sort of nursery rhyme. I don't, I don't really know all the words or any little, um, but uh, you know, that you have that, you do that thing. You, if you really want something, you find a way. Well, there, there's a couple of different things. So uh, I did have times, obviously there was some producers and big time companies and stuff who, liked my work so that gave me belief that my work is good uh it was my eyesight that was the problem so that had become very clear to me over that four-year period that was very clear so i'd had feedback to say okay well your work is actually really good and also i also believe in my work i think my work is actually really good so i've got self-belief in what i do and my abilities uh so i i know that like I believe that my scripts are funny and that people will laugh and will get enjoyment out of it. So that gives me belief to keep going. But also the fact that I'd had other people uh, before they realized I couldn't see that were keen and were like, oh, okay, that's really funny. Let's, let's go ahead with this. And then, oh, okay, no, the only reason we're going to pull the pin is because you're blind. So that, that also gave me belief. So it's not like I was just blindly just following this path. You know, there was, little signs there that was telling me okay you're actually good at this you, you need to pursue it so along with my own self-belief there were other other signals there that were telling me that okay you're, you're on the right track you just got to figure out how to do it better or different so yeah mm, mm, i like it and, and um, I, i'm a big believer um, in ikigai it's something a term i came across recently where you know it, it's these four circles of like what you're good at what the world needs what the world would pay you for and i think you know what you love doing it when when they all intersect uh, and it sounds you know that you can actually get paid to do what you love um you know for people listening to this i guess it's if you can find that thing where you uh, like like golf you know like you are doing golf where you, you can love what you're doing you're good at what you're doing the world will pay you and and you, you just get to love what you're doing that's magic but you know like i'm not the greatest singer um, but if if singing lit me up well then maybe it's like singing in the shower or finding a way to still do the things that you love even if perhaps you know and, and like your janitor friend perhaps it's cleaning by day and and interior design by night um, there is still a way to fill your jug by doing the things that you love doing even if the world won't necessarily pay you for that activity um so yeah but but golf i'd, I'd love to know people listening to this it could be the the janitor friend or 
um, you know, someone wanting to achieve more success, live a life that they truly love. Um, any tips from your perspective for them? Uh, well, I guess I, I, it, it, it's kind of funny because I don't, uh, I think people should just do what they think is the right thing to do. So maybe don't listen to what my tips are. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they, they need to like, I, when someone gives me advice, I always take it in. I'm not ignorant. I always listen to what they have to say, but then I always think to myself, okay, then I sort of dissect it and I'm, I might ignore all of it. I might just cherry pick one or two little bits of it, or I might take it all on board. So you, you need to kind of be very careful not to just blindly follow what other people are saying and doing and, and just make up your own mind and be independent and make your own decisions. You know what I mean? So, so maybe, uh, maybe the advice is to not listen so much to people's advice and to, to just follow what you believe to be correct, you know, and what you think is the right way to go. And like I say, if people do offer advice, by all means, you, you got to listen. Uh, but then, you know, you, you just decide whether that applies to you or not. Because at the end of the day, man, I mean, like someone can come up to me and tell me something. And, you know, I think to myself, well, hold on a second. You don't know me. You don't know my business model. You don't know what I'm about. You, you've just met me two minutes ago and you're throwing all these supposed pearls of wisdom at me. And I mean, you don't, I mean, who are you anyway? What have you achieved? What makes you so fantastic that I should listen to you anyway? So, you know, I mean, I think it's, uh, I think uh, you should always be quite careful about uh, the advice that you uh, receive. Uh, and like I say, you, you pick out the bits that are appropriate and applicable and the rest uh, you say thank you very much and you move on with your life. I think people just need to sort of, the world, the world needs to calm down, generally speaking, but I think people just need to sort of just settle down and, and focus on what works for them because we're all different anyway, man. I mean, what works for me, like I say, my business model and the way I go, even the way I make a film is very different from other people, uh, like you saw in that news clip. So when I'm directing actors, I'm very firm that their tones and inflections in their voice has to be a certain way for the, the jokes and the words to work. So I'm really keen. So if, if they're delivering their lines and it's not delivered just how I want it delivered, I'll stop them and we'll start again. Uh, you know, because I don't worry about things that aren't like, like that. So for, for example, their facial expression will mask what their voice is doing. That's just how the face will work. So if you're yelling, your face will contort in a way that signals yelling. I don't have to have eyesight to know that their facial expression will be correct if their voice is correct. So I'm very focused on how how, how it's hearing. Whereas a normal director, they're not so worried about that. They're worried about the lighting and they're worried about the, the actors walking in in a certain way and all of this sort of stuff. I think all of that sort of stuff, you know, I've got a crew around me that can help me with all that sort of stuff. So the way I make films is very different. The way I shoot them is very different. The way I release them is very different. So, you know, the, the way I do things is quite different. So I don't know that a filmmaker would want to follow my advice. I don't think my advice for a filmmaker would be good advice because we're all unique and we all do things differently. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm, yeah. Well, I love this dare to be different idea. I remember um, hearing somewhere along the lines, I, I listen to motivational videos, audios on, on the daily. Um, so you, I could probably never really trace things back to exactly where they came, came from, but it was that if 
it, and it's one of those things where if everybody runs in the direction of their dreams, what's likely to happen is we think that there's lack, but it's not lack. We're not all going to run for the same stuff. Like if you take riches and being rich and that idea out of it, and you think about the process and that, you know, the thing that you love that lights you up, you know, like, I don't want to do interior decorating. If it was me and the janitor friend sitting side by side and we're like, right, let's run for the thing that we love. I'm running over to the podcast mic to sit down and do a podcast interview. And she's running to someone's house to help them design, you know, these pictures on the walls and, and, you know, Tom, no black and white. So 2000, we're going to, I don't know. I don't know interior design stuff, but I think what, um, you know, you really show is that you know what it is that you love and you believe that other people deep down know what they love to do. So the best thing that everybody can do is just keep leaning towards that thing. Even if you're, mopping the floor as the janitor somewhere else start that course keep helping the friend at the house at night time start consuming content about interior design or whatever it is if you just keep leaning that way believing that you because otherwise why would it why would it come to her to love interior design and come to me to hate it? it like we all have this thing built in you just have to quieten down and listen to it and then like you said about when you've heard about people just not doing anything it comes a time where you have to act no, I, I, I agree with everything you say, man. There's, there's not much not much I could add. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you say. I, I know too. I truly believe that everyone is born with a skill inside them, you know, whatever it can be. And look, like I said, man, like, I mean, you're quite right. It, the, I'm, I mean, well, I'm blind for a start, but interior design is not something I've got no idea, man. Even when it comes to like, I'm lucky, actually. So Claire, that's the costume designer for my films. Uh, whenever I need to go shopping for like clothes and stuff, I'm like, hey, Claire, if I buy you lunch, uh, will you take me shopping? Because I'm not a fussy guy. I'm like, does it, uh, does it fit? Yeah, is it comfortable? Yeah, fine, I'll buy it. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So because she knows fashion like nobody else because she started off as a stylist and moved into more the film costume design world. So, you know whenever I need to go clothes shopping, we make a bit of a deal. I buy a lunch and whatnot. And uh, she takes me clothes shopping because that's what she is amazing at doing. So it's, uh, I've got no idea, man. I don't know. I mean, without Claire, I'd be looking like the biggest hobo of all time, you know, (laughs) but it's just, you're quite right. You know, and I genuinely do believe that everybody has a skill. It's just your responsibility to discover what it is. And then once you've discovered what it is, you can, I mean, in regards to something like singing, uh, I do believe that you've got that skill inside you, but you can do a course and you can hone it and go to singing lessons and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So once you find out what that skill is, you can absolutely fine tune it and refine it and make it better. Uh, that's why there's like, uh, I mean, with a mechanic, there'd be a, you know, a uni course or something you can go to or a TAFE course you can go to and you can make that skill as good as it can be. And then maybe do a little bit of a business course as well. And all of a sudden you're a successful mechanic owning a franchise of garages and making a buttload of money. So, mm, you know, mm. it's, it's just about, you know, making sure that you discover what that skill is and then utilizing it to the best of your ability. 
I like it. All right. And so, you know, I had a little rummage around the, the Beer Nuts production website. It looks really good. You can, you can pat the guy on the back if you haven't already had um, plenty of good feedback there. But there was a lot. There was a lot on there. Like, um, you know, you could spend quite a bit of time um, with, that, with that website parked on your desktop, um, just searching and learning and, and purchasing different bits and pieces that you have. But did you want to share, like, you know, website addresses, social media handles, all those sorts of things for people that might want to follow you along, follow along on your journey? Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so uh, beernutsproductions.com is the place where you can download all the stuff. So we've got all the 25 films and the audio downloads, the books. Uh, I've got a podcast, so the Beer Nuts Productions podcast, which is a just a 20-minute uh, weekly interview sort of podcast. So that's on all your, you know, your Apple and your Spotify and all those sorts of sites. But it's also on the Beer Nuts Productions site. You can listen directly from the, the site as well. So you can watch everything and download everything directly from beernutsproductions.com. And then, of course, we're on all the socials. So YouTube has all the trailers and some promo videos and all that sort of stuff. So just Beernuts Productions into YouTube and we will pop up. And then, obviously, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of good stuff. It's all just Beernuts Productions. So just type in Beernuts Productions and we will appear. And, yeah, like and subscribe and follow and share. And uh, But but. Uh, download and uh, enjoy the films because like I say most of them are comedy based and at the end of the day in the world that we live in I think it's very important that we all can uh, sit back and have a good laugh uh, for a little while and just turn off our brains and let a uh, a silly fun film uh, just uh, wash over us and have a good time because that's uh, very important indeed I think so uh, yeah just uh, just uh, beernutsproductions.com I suppose that's brilliant Goff, this has been such an awesome catch up man i really appreciate that you took the time to have a chat no absolutely no i i appreciate you having me on the podcast it has been a lot of fun chatting with you absolutely thank you so much and uh, best of success to you tom thanks so much and for everybody listening thank you so much for tuning into another episode i certainly appreciate you being here uh, i'm tom bell and i'll catch you on the next episode <laughs>